0: is Spark Business, the financial literacy podcast for entrepreneurs and wannabe entrepreneurs by the German Sparkassen Stiftung in Western Africa, or DSIK in short. German Sparkassen Stiftung is the development arm of the Sparkassen Finance Group. For more information both on Sparkassen and the Sparkassen Foundation, check the link below. My name is Sharita Omolumo a Knowledge manager with DSIK, and I'll be your host today. German Sparkassen Stiftung Go DSIK is an organization that promotes financial inclusion initiatives across the world. This podcast will focus on deepening financial literacy for businesses. Today, we'll be discussing business ideas. How do entrepreneurs come up with their business ideas we all know that any business at all starts with a business idea so how do they come up how do they discover this that becomes the uh, thriving businesses that we have now and to do so we have or i have three entrepreneurs with me who have come up with an idea and set up their businesses Welcome, Selassie, Simon, and Eunice. Um, I'll start off with our ladies. Selassie, please introduce yourself, your business, what you do, briefly.
1: Thank you. My name is Selassie Mercy. I'm into vegetable farming. Precisely the foreign ones. Uh, is how I discovered it after returning to Ghana, I decided to go into these foreign national vegetables because I knew about it over there and how it works. So I start, that's how I came over it. And then I do parsley, coriander, mint, kale, spinach, uh, and a lot, yeah. I have the uh, ruka, red radish, and white radish. That's what I mean, too. And my target customers are the foreign nationals because they are the ones that consume it. mostly.
0: Thank you very much, Selassie, our vegetable farmer. I think she lost me when she started mentioning red something something. (laughs) We'll get to know more about her idea and how she started. And... um. Eunice, can you please tell us more about what you do and what your business is into? Okay, so my name
2: is Eunice Ejapomashre. I am into production of reusable parts. So we are looking at how to reduce period poverty, that is women and girls not being able to afford um, disposable parts. And we are also looking at the fact that um, disposable parts contain a lot of plastic. So how then do we also reduce period plastic waste? So the business is generally about health of women, menstrual cycle, menstrual health, and also sustainability.
0: Thank you very much, Eunice. I think a lot of ladies will need to listen to, to this, um, especially now that we, we are trying to get good parts for ourselves. Absolutely. And we have our only gentleman here at the moment with us, Simon. Tell us more about your
3: business. Thank you very much. My name is Simon Didafo. I'm into biodigester manufacturing i had the idea of going to this business through when the government the government of ghana said you want to eradicate corolla opentification, openification so i decided to take the advantage and then i went to the training and then today i think i'm doing good in ghana we basically based on um, compound houses. And these compound houses also create a lot of problems in the sense that going to work early in the morning, you see people sharing the same toilet facility, you know, refer of issues there. So when they come and said, look, every home should have a facility, toilet facility, I took advantage and I went to a training yesterday and today. People are buying into that idea of you know privacy, also eradicating all sort of diseases diseases of you know feces. Or secondly, Ghana also has the most beautiful city, I mean the most beautiful sea in, in in the world. That today if you go to our seaside, you will see people with open and stuff like that mm-hmm. so we are also trying to eradicate all those things that people may go to their homes various, various homes to have you know toilets without them going to the seaside and then just pollute the sea and stuff like that thank you
0: thank you very much Simon um so we have entrepreneurs here who are doing amazing things um so let's gets down into their business how they started we hear a lot of people saying oh i just started and it kicked off but we really want to know how it really started the real things yes Eunice.
2: okay so looking at why i am into sustainable period um i grew up in rural settings in rural communities my dad was um, a missionary so I did most of my adolescent age years in rural Ghana. So I realized most of my friends did not come to school when they were menstruating. Some dropped out, some got pregnant and all that so they could not um, continue their education. Looking back, we are only four girls out of that class that I I were in when I was young that was able to attain tertiary education. Most of them jobbed out and then they, right now they have a lot of children, they cannot even take of. So growing up, I really um, wanted to do something about it. So I started, um, when I started Level 100 at Central University, um, I started an organization called the Cher Foundation. So I go to rural communities to give them disposable parts to help the issue of girls not being able to afford disposable parts. But then my team and I realized um, the project is not sustainable in the sense that we keep giving the same number of girls all the time. As the name suggests, um, disposable parts, you can only use it once and then just dispose it off. So it means once the stock we give them is done, we would have to give the same number of girls and then the project wasn't expanded. So we needed to look at how best we can help um, reduce period poverty and then that was when we dived into reusable parts so we started um, the production and then we started a pilot project to see how it will go um, and then it was very well accepted and then that was when we realized oh we can actually do um, a social enterprise um, out of this because we have a lot of organizations in Ghana Um, Trying to help the issue of period poverty, but then are giving out disposable parts, which we found out wasn't sustainable. So we decided to start the social enterprise and also make other organizations aware that look, there is a much better way for us to look at the issue, a much sustainable way to look at um, the issue of period poverty because the disposables are not. Um, helping the issue and also ghana has this whole problem with um plastic this um disposing of plastic we are not too much into recycling so you can see uh rivers and all that are full of plastic and then disposable parts are one of the number one um period plastic waste, and um, I mean plastic waste that we can find. So diving into that, switching into that would also mean that we are reducing period plastic waste, the plastic waste in um, the system. So that was how come we came about this. And right now we have five organizations that uh, have switched totally from giving out disposable parts to reusable parts and what we are also looking at is also to train other organizations to understand what period poverty actually is and then the best way to look at it with the sustainable means that is the reusable parts in helping the issue
0: thank you very much Eunice. um i think you have given us a lot to think about here um selassie so how did you come about this idea. Could you have done something else? Why vegetable farming? Why the organic vegetable farming?
1: Uh, Thank you. I decided to go into vegetable farming after working with some foreign nationals here in Accra. Sometimes they go around, we go around the supermarkets and the shops and the markets. Only the popular, well-known ones we know in Ghana here like the cabbage and carrots they need the one they use in their countries, but it's difficult to get here. So after working with them, I was planning, no, I want to go into this so that I can be selling for them. That is how I came up with that idea. And then so far, I'm doing great.
0: Yeah. And Selassie, how long have you been doing this business?
1: I started in 2019.
0: OK, not so young then. Yeah. <laughs> Simon, Um. So with your idea, you did mention that um, because of the increase in cholera infections in the country and the government's interventions as well, that's why you decided to go into um, the biodigester. Um, when did you start after going through your training? When did you start and when did you think of it as a business in a sense?
3: Thank you very much. When I came down from, let's say I was between Germany and Italy, so when I came down to Ghana, I went to the seashore to take some swimming, and I met two Westerners, and uh, it was like they, they, they are trying. They were trying to not swim, but something came to their mind and look. I want to see know of that, you know, safe for them to they, I could see that they wanted to swim because the sea is so beautiful. They wanted to swim. And I was I was just looking at them, you know, they put a step one step on in the sea and then they're like, no, this is not safe. So I had an idea and I said look, I'm also going to do something to help the country or wherever. And then I said, look, if we could clean all this, our seashore, shore, it would be safer for people to, or even the Westerners to come and swim. So I took the advantage and then went into this training. And then today I think our sea is more safer to swim than it was some, some, some years ago. And I've been into this business for, for the past three years, which has really helped me also help the country that we are in. Thank you very much.
0: Thank you very much. I think it's safe to say that um, you all identified a particular problem in society and tried to find a solution or answer those problems by coming up with a business idea that solves itself in one way or the other. Um, there's this um, fun thing among we youth days where we are like, oh, well, how did you start your business? Oh, I started it with one CD. So we would like to know, you had this business idea. Who did you have to convince? The financial means, the skills. I mean, it involves a lot. For example, Eunice talking about um, disposable parts, then moving on to parts, um, other types of parts, Um, the skills, the finances. Can you give us an understanding of where you started from?
2: Okay. So, while I was um, out there giving out disposable parts, um, I had this organization, African Skills Hub. By then, Emmanuel Leslie was around. So... He was trying to coach me on how to switch because i was into non-profits so it was more like raising funds and then doing the work but i wasn't into the whole business space where you have to be looking at your losses your profit and all that so i wasn't too used to all those things so he was taking me through as a business coach so he knew the beginning of everything and he knew when I came about the whole reasonable thing. So he decided that um, he was going to help me personally. So he first of all, gave me um, 10,000 Ghana cities to start with the business. And I was supposed to pay back the 10,000 cities without any, um, what you call, um, interests. So that was the very first amount that I had to kick starts the business and it was from Mano Leslie from the African um, Skills Hub. Thank you.
0: Um, Selassie? Thank you. Like I
1: said before, I was working with them and then I realized how they were finding it difficult to get their full staff here. So I was saving. When I got the money, I decided to travel and go and make money and come back and be one of the best female vegetable farmers. So I have that plan in my mind. So that was how I traveled. So all the money I make there, I decided to come back to Ghana and start something with it. That's how I started. And then with the help of GGC, GIZ, they also gave me a loan, which I started. And that's how I start my business. Thank
0: you. Thank you, Selassie. Simon.
3: Yeah, thank you. Um, when, I was coming, when I was coming to Ghana, I knew of GIZ and GGC. So I went to them for the training. After the training, they gave me they helped me with equipment and with little resources I was able to start my business. Thank you.
0: Thank you. So um, since you started the business, how was the market situation before? Your customer base and how has it evolved over time? How has it changed over time during this period? Some of you have started the business since 2019. Others other period of time. How has it evolved over time? Yes.
3: Hmm. At the beginning, it wasn't. It wasn't really, really easy. I have to talk to the people. I agree with them that look this particular thing is safe for you to use it. It wasn't really easy, it wasn't really easy. So, uh, stamps, because they, they understand that look is the best thing for them to use.
0: Thank you, Simmons.
1: Okay. I started, I said 2019, that was February. So, not long ago when COVID came. So, it was very, very difficult. Very difficult. We were stopped not to go out. Not until you show a card. So beginning, it was difficult. But after 2020, that was 2021, I business started booming, and then we reached this 2022. It's not easy at all. Not easy at all. Um.
2: So for me, um, I was already on the field so i knew exactly how the reactions would be like when it comes to menstruation menstrual health and all that um we have a lot of stigma we have a lot of misinformation about it so the idea of washing your part and then reusing it i knew exactly how they would take it since uh, menstruation is something that people especially people in the rural communities do not talk about because they see it as a taboo and all that so One of the advantages I took was sensitization sensitization about the whole thing, making them feel comfortable about their own body fluid and that there was nothing wrong with it. So we had to deal with the stigma attached to menstruation. So in the beginning, definitely you are not going to have it all easy, but then with the right steps in place and if you know exactly what you're doing, I mean, you are able to seal, seal through. So that was what we did. A lot of sensitization, a lot of education, a lot of being open, and a lot of answering questions. We had all the questions, and then we made sure we had time for every single person that had questions to ask about um, the reusable patterns. It was totally um, some sort of new idea to them. You know, people in the rural communities are used to kind of using their own cloths. But then because of stigma, they do not hide it in the sun. But then looking at how we've made this into the shape of pad with beautiful pink and blue, you know, colors, we knew that they were going to like the fabric and how it looked like. So, I mean, how the whole construction was was also another um, advantage because they look very colorful, but still they had, they had questions to ask. And then we made sure that we did a lot of education. So... That was how we dealt with
0: our situation. Thank you so all very much um, for answering all our questions. Um, I think the listeners would agree with me that um, coming up with a business idea, first of all, you need to identify a problem, come up with a solution to it, and also it's not easy. It's full of hurdles, difficulties. It, it won't work as smoothly as you think it will but then you need to persevere and be consistent with what you do and also change your business as the times change, just as Selassie mentioned, COVID and also the economic crisis. So yes, um, to give us more um, technical expertise in this field, coming up with a business idea, um, I'd like to invite um, an expert business coach to Explain to us into detail what exactly goes into coming up with a business idea. And today I have um a guest here, Sami, who would tell us all about businesses, business ideas, what to consider. Welcome, Sami.
4: Thank you, Cherita.
0: It's good to have you here. Um, Sami. Please introduce yourself to our listeners, what you do, and um, yes, then we can go into all of our business.
4: Thank you so much, Sherita. So I am Samuel Poku, I'm a management consultant, uh, at the same time a business coach, and I also like to say I'm a certified virtual MC. <laughs> so this is me, and really, really excited to be here. Um yeah i mean just just to go off uh the question really uh, i would put it in, in in an acronym i would say it's a kind of a four w one h approach so what why when where how right, these these are i think the basis of uh understanding or coming up with with a business idea or even an idea in general what and why and i like the way um selassie simon and also unis spoke about how they came up with the idea what and why is what is really the idea itself and you already mentioned and i think this is where we should all start from every single business idea has a, a problem they are solving there's a gap in the market that is why you came in to solve it you know you said um some 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 of your now customers always try to look for different kinds of um vegetables but they don't find them and so this is a problem you know and the interesting thing is this particular um thing you are solving it goes beyond just you getting the product and sending to them but then there's a problem of not being able to find it and also the convenience of actually you getting it to them this is why they will pay you for it so this is this is this is one thing i would say the other thing uh, which is the why is i have come to realize that people always buy into you as the business owner uh, before they buy into the business so your why is really important you know why are you doing this and most of you also mentioned you know you're doing it because you understood that there was, proper, there was a there was a proper problem which government has come up with a policy to solve and you thought i want to contribute to this Right, that is a more compelling reason for somebody to want to sit with you and say, "Hey, I want to buy something from you." And of course, we have the who, your where, and then when, right? And also how, of course. Yeah. yeah. Let me start. With, let, let me go to how. How is if it's a business idea, then you need to clearly understand or communicate how it's going to make money. Because otherwise, then it's not a business idea, it's just any idea you took. So how is it going to make money, right? Then who, who are you selling to? And it's good that you've all identified your market, uh, your target market. You say you're selling to households, churches and all those things. So it gives you a clear understanding of what the business is going to look like, right? And of course, when, and a lot of people don't focus on the when, of course. I mean, I have the idea now, so yeah, okay, it's going to do A, B, C, D, but when do you want to do it? When do you want to start? And it's it's clear that for you, you had an understanding that, okay, I'm going to start. When I go and come, I'm going to start. So you already have a when in your mind. If if you have all these things together, then you are off to a good start of having sort of a solid business business idea, I would say.
0: Well, that's interesting. Four Ws. Yes. And I'm I'm sure during the course of your coaching, training, um, you have come across so many businesses. Can you, for example, juxtapose the whys, the what, the who to a business idea that has been so striking? Like, can you give us an example of such a business idea?
4: Yeah, I, I'm tempted to use any of these ideas that have been mentioned because really these are really good ideas. right? And maybe let me let me use Selassie. And and Selassie is, is solving again a problem that for hair customers they cannot or they are not able to find certain specific vegetables that they would normally they are normally used to in Ghana or in Accra, for example. Right, and so for Selassie, her job is to now speak to these people and say, "Hey, I can find you this thing." Right? What? What? What's? What is the value to you if I find it for you? For them, it's the convenience. For them, it is being able to sit at home, enjoy, and then get their their vegetables on time and when they need it. Right? And I think I think Selassie's, uh, Selassie's idea is a really um, good. It gives a good understanding of what any basic business idea should look like. Sometimes we think about it too broad and and too, you know, over the top. But if you do understand that here is the customer, this is what they need. Again, it's not only about the vegetable because they can get the vegetable from anywhere, right? This is something that we need to always understand, but this is what they need. What they need and the problem Selassie is solving is a problem of convenience. Uh, it's a problem of, of, of the customer not having to jump in the acai and go around to look for this particular vegetable. Right? And I think Selassie's example is a really good example. Another thing um, I think uh, in general, we probably need to, just moving away from, from, from Selassie's example, something that we probably need to be mindful of as entrepreneurs when we are trying to you know, action our ideas is, I'll put it this way the idea begins with you but it's not all about you and this is something that's really important and i mean from your examples and i get the feeling that you definitely did focus on the customer this is why you are where you are because sometimes you might think that okay when i get them the vegetables or when i build a, a one biodigester it has to look this way but the customer will tell you that maybe it has to look a different way for example, so this is also something that I would say we shouldn't miss you know when we have, when we have these, these ideas. Another thing uh, I think is important is beyond beyond the idea itself, you need to build for yourself a network that supports you in growing this idea. And from all these other entrepreneurs, you could see clearly that there was a certain network they, they, they joined or are part of. You know, like, of course, the German Sparakashin Stuftung program is a big, is a big example of, you know, having a network that supports your idea to grow, you know, so here are certain things that I think is important for people to look out for when they want to action their ideas.
0: Wow. That's great. I hope our listeners are taking points from all the (laughs) W's and A's flying all over and which they should actually. Um so what are the typical mistakes entrepreneurs micro small big entrepreneurs make in Ghana especially when deciding on a business what are some mistakes you come across
4: I think a big a big one a big one is is thinking that uh, the product is the solution and and I mean this is what I was I was uh, I mean this is also one thing I always want to stress on and you probably also mentioned as well, which is the business or the idea, the solution that you have is solving a particular problem. The product helps to solve that particular problem. But if you have, for example, if you have this biodigester, there's a reason why somebody is coming to you and not going to the other person. If you have these vegetables, right? you could have had your vegetables and then set up someone and sat there and waited for people to come to you you know but the the problem you are solving or the gap in the market is that particular kind of convenience again repeating that that's that point so i think it's really important that people do understand that that the there's a gap in the market for whoever that's solving it yeah the the next thing the next thing i actually want want to mention uh, is and and this is this is actually uh, something that really happens a lot, right? Uh, you have you have a situation where your friend has a pure water stand uh, somewhere, and then before you realize, there's another pure water stand coming, and there's another one coming, and there's another one, coming, and there's another one coming. And most 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 people who come who want to go into business always like to copy other people, right? And one thing you feel fa- you fail to realize is if you're in the same neighbourhood and this person started the peer water business, and they're selling to 10 people, and you also go to sell the same peer water, you remember that you are sharing only 10 people. What's going to happen? What's going to happen is that it's going to be 5-5. Five, five. And another person comes. So you keep sharing like that, right? So this is something you need to be... I'm not saying don't do the same peer water business, but maybe you need to think about moving outside that particular area to do this, to help you grow the certain kind of catchment or um, um, target market you're looking for, Right. And um, the last thing I would say is, um most people do not have a plan uh once the idea comes, uh, they begin and then i'll give you I'll give you a typical example I mean, I'll give you an uh, uh, scenario we We all know that when we wake up in the morning, everybody's going somewhere, right but there's this guy who says, or this woman who says, "Today I am going to go to Accra right and then there's this other one. Who just wakes up and keeps going? Who who amongst these two do you think would get to where they are going? Right. The one who says, I'm going to Accra. Right. So it's really important that you have a clear plan of how you want the business or the idea to look like. Either the next year, the next two years, whatever it is, but have a plan. Right? I think these 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 are certain things that people would miss. <laughs>
0: I think sami has expanded so well on some very important points going beyond getting the business idea um also finding the idea not just copying really copying (laughs) yeah (laughs) he he did mention that copying is not bad in itself but the way you do it but he's also gone beyond it to what the next steps are and i think that's something i would want him to also briefly add on a little bit you have the business idea it's sitting down there you mentioned you need to have actionable steps can you just there's just a few things as we wrap up this discussion on business ideas on some very actionable steps that we as businesses Mm. or potential businesses Mm. would want to take to bring our business to a reality
4: yeah First actionable step is just do it. Go on and do it. Um, But yeah, I mean, on a more serious note, I think there are are certain levels to it, right? And if you say it's a business, then you know that there are certain requirements, especially from from a country perspective, you know, for you to meet, to be able to run a business. So registering a business is a big part. You know, you need to go ahead and register a business. If you want to do it. And there are so many levels, which I'm sure we'll have another session around the kinds of business you need to register and then what they look like, what the requirements are tax-wise and all. Um the other thing is you need to build a team around it. You remember, I said it's not all about you. Right? And only you cannot run the business. That's why it's a business. A business has so many moving parts. So identify people you can work with, build a team around it. I guess the the last thing I would say is, uh, after you've gotten all these things, well, just go ahead and do it, and let's see what comes out of it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Thank you so very much, Sami. So we've learned so much today. If when you finally identify that idea, and you're sure it takes all the W's and H, just do it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's an interesting way to wrap up to our session today on business ideas. And you, our listeners out there, do you have a unique business idea? Send them to us. And maybe during our next podcast, you'd be invited here to present it and receive consultation from our experts. We'll be glad to have you on here. Thank you. Our next podcast would be on knowing your customers. How to manage your customers? Do you know your customers? Well, we'll have an expert on here to tell us all about customer management, and really, we are going to dispel a lot of misconception about customer management. Thank you, and don't miss the next um, podcast session. To you, our listeners out there, we want to hear from you. We want to, you to share your experiences with us, with your businesses, how it has been. Um, Using technology, record keeping, um, coming up with business ideas, so on and so forth. We want to, you to share those experiences with us and to others out there who might want to start a business or learn from you. And to do so, send us an email to contact-west-africa at dsik.de. I take it again. Contact West Africa at DSIK.de